talk about vehicles and some new laws that have been put in place by the governor and also uh, robot cars. Just some of the things that's uh, on the radar of my next guests, Josh Witowski with A-Bate of Illinois. A-Bate is the motorcycle lobby. Uh, and, and Josh, I always forget uh, the the full acronym. Um, it's, it's a brotherhood. Um, it, spell that out for me, A-Bate of Illinois. It's a brotherhood aimed towards education. A brotherhood aimed towards education. I love that. Uh, and, of course, it's not just a brotherhood, a fellowship of sorts, because uh, all walks of life uh, get on bikes, and uh, they enjoy it uh, thoroughly. And I'm still trying to uh, coax my wife into letting me get a motorcycle, so maybe uh, <clears throat> maybe you and I can uh, sit her down for some drinks and uh, spell it out for her. Uh, Josh. So much going on uh, when it comes to uh, motorcycles and uh, those who get on bikes, and especially on uh, Illinois roads. Um, We'll talk about the robot cars because I've talked to you about this in the past, and I think it's extremely important. But before we get into that more detailed conversation, let's highlight some laws that the governor signed uh, last week. Uh, And uh, several of them impact uh, not just motorcyclists, but drivers. The first one uh, is the trailer plate fee. Uh, That uh, was $18 several years ago uh, for certain sized trailers. And then when we had the doubling of the gas tax and the increase and a whole bunch of other drivers' fees to pay for infrastructure projects, uh, snuck in there was uh, something that increased that trailer plate fee from $18 to $118. Uh, so then we get into the spring session, a lot of discussion uh, early on, a lot of measures put forward by bipartisan people, uh, a lot of sponsors on these various bills. And then the kind of last minute, we ended up getting some kind of a deal. What ultimately was passed? Uh, what ultimately was passed was an amendment to Senate Bill 58, which was originally a bill affecting automobile trade-ins. And what that amendment says is it says that a TA class plate uh, goes from $118 down to $36. Um, it also creates a new class of plate called a UT plate, um, which is for a personal use trailer that is less than 2,000 pounds. Um, and where that plate will come into effect will be for a lot of use on the Illinois Tollway. Um, I'm being told the Illinois Toll Authority is going to develop a different lower toll for personal use light trailers. But the net effect here is it starts to correct the error, and it was a drafting error, where the TA plate fee went from 18 to $118 at the end of 2019. But Josh, if you were to correct an error, wouldn't you put it back to $18? It's, it, went would, down, it didn't go down to $18. It, it, it went to $36. Yeah, well, the net hope was that they would have originally put it back down to $18 or at least expanded it in line with inflation, um, which would have been about $27 had they done that. But 36 is better than nothing. Um, this was put together over Memorial Day weekend. There actually was two separate attempts at it, um, and this was the one that managed to get through. So we're grateful for those that were able to do it. I mean, this affected not only the trailer that you would tow a motorcycle on, but this affected the itty-bitty little 300-pound trailers that you tow behind a motorcycle as well. Um, It was something that a lot of my off-road riders and motorcycle riders were both yelling about, and a lot of people were angry about all over the, uh, the state. 
Um, so this is at least a step in the right direction. And the uh, measure also uh, watching it closely in those uh, final days of the spring session, uh, a lot of discussion about how to offset what uh, could have been lost revenue. So uh, they ultimately decided to uh, exchange the uh, the $118 down to $36 for these trailers, uh, but boosted the uh, title transfer fee from $150 to $155. Uh, so you can kind of see how some of the sausage is made there at the uh, Illinois State House. So that kicks in January 1st. Uh, but there's another measure that, uh, that was passed uh, and, and the governor enacted, uh, also dealing with, with motorcyclists. And this one, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it requires pegs for people who are passengers on motorcycles. They have to actually be able to, uh, to have their feet touch the pegs. What's going on here? Okay, so this was uh, House Bill 656, and what it started out as was a concern from some sheriffs about the size of passengers on motorcycles. Um, the original proposal was possibly banning children off of motorcycles uh, of a particular age. Very obviously, we're against that. So what we found out was the law requires that the passenger rides behind a motorcyclist. You're not allowed to have them on the gas tank. They have to ride behind the motorcyclist. The law requires that footrests be present, but there's no part of the law that requires the passenger to be able to touch a footrest. So what we agreed to and what we worked out and everybody was happy with is effective January 1, courtesy of the governor citing this bill, your passenger will have to be able to touch a footrest. Now, you notice I say a, not both, because we want to be able to accommodate those who may be amputees um, in that ride. And the other part of this is the motorcycle, the footrest, can be modified. You can raise your footrests up. There are several companies that make footrests for shorter passengers. They're very easy to install. Um, so you still have that option of having shorter passengers. You just have to make sure they've got a good base of balance by being able to touch a footrest. Law enforcement likes it because it's a clear visual standard. They're not going to pull you over and say, hey, hold that, that kid on the back of your bike. Touching a footrest, no reason to have interaction. You're good to go. So just a couple of measures that passed the state house uh, and the governor enacted. Uh, what else is on the horizon? Anything else from uh, your guys' agenda that you saw pass uh, this spring that has yet to be enacted? Uh, nothing that has passed that has yet to be enacted. Um, all the bills that we were watching have been signed now. The other big one for us was Senate Bill 1231. It was Polaris wanted to bring in this very, very large off-road vehicle, um, the base dimensions of it, close to a Jeep Wrangler. Um, and originally, the way they wanted to sell it, it would have been running on what we call DNR trails, which are trails that are funded through a grant program through Department of Natural Resources. Um, and the trail owners did not want that, and neither did the small uh, you know, dirt bike users and ATV users. They didn't want that size of a vehicle on their same trails. So we negotiated a new uh, classification of off-road vehicle that allows Polaris to be able to sell these effective January 1, but it also says they're not going to be on these protected trails. They can still be on private trails, and on there's some publicly accessible off-road parks, about 50% of the trails in Illinois would still be available to this vehicle, but it keeps it off the trails that are primarily used for uh, more youth-oriented off-road and more beginner-oriented off-road type stuff. So that measure did not pass, or? So it did pass. It okay. was signed uh, 
I want to say two weeks ago now, sure. it was yeah. Senate Bill 1231. Yeah, the governor uh, working through more than 650 bills, and it seems every Friday, uh, outside of doing bill signing ceremonies for specific bills, uh, he puts out just dozens and dozens and dozens of bills that uh, that he ultimately uh, enacts. Uh, we're talking with Josh Witowski. He is with Abate of Illinois at 646 now on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, Josh, something else I wanted to touch base with you on is uh, we've talked about this in the past, robot cars self-driving cars, the Teslas out there, a variety of other manufacturers looking at uh, setting up autonomous vehicles that essentially drive themselves. You've been raising the alarm about this, not just with self-driving cars, but also concerns about the possibility of self-driving trucks, semi-trucks, and even uh, down to the level of um, having semi-trucks be able to uh, uh, follow closely using certain types of uh, onboard technology uh, that messages other nearby trucks uh, and, uh, and links them in a way so interesting technology a lot of people may say hey this is great let's uh, let's let's get more innovative and let's bring this stuff on board uh, but with motorcyclists you guys have uh, had a problem with this all along and there's been recently a development uh, in this story what's going on so yesterday morning uh, I find out that NHTSA National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is opening an investigation into Tesla autonomous vehicles and they're actually opening the investigation to every Tesla that has been sold since 2014 and it's about 740,000 vehicles and what the investigation says is it says that they have numerous instances in the last three years of Tesla autonomous vehicles while in autopilot mode or the the auto driver mode that they have um, crashing into the back of first responder vehicles while the first responder vehicles are responding to the scene of an accident and are parked on the side of the road with lights or arrows flashing. Um, there are, it's what I believe it was 11 accidents like in this classification, uh, three others involving possible construction, but NHTSA has said they are finally investigating the Tesla auto driver system. What a lot of people don't realize is Almost every te- <clears throat> almost every Tesla has this capability, and it's done via software update. So basically, no more scrutiny than what goes into an update on your cell phone. The software update rolls out to these Teslas, and they've got new features. Nobody's testing it. Um, Tesla is essentially using their customers as the guinea pigs, as the field test for the technology as they make updates, and they seek input back. Um, our problem as motorcyclists is, one, you know, every other driver has to go through some sort of testing before it's allowed on the roads, but this isn't happening with any kind of autonomous system. But two is detection. If they can't see flashing lights in a parked vehicle on the side of the shoulder of an interstate, how do we reasonably expect them to see motorcycles? Um, and, and like you said, I have been talking about this quite a long time. Every driverless company that I talk to, anybody that makes automated driving systems, they refer to motorcycles as the motorcycle problem um, because they use radar. And motorcycles have a very small cross-section. We disappear in the systems that are currently being used for autonomous driving. That's a problem for us. Josh Rutowski with Abate of Illinois here on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, and I also got to consider, you know, just we've seen just uh, numbers and numbers and numbers of people being hit on the side of the road. Uh, law enforcement, uh, 
And we hear, uh, of course, the governor uh, uh, enhancing Scott's law, the move over slow down law. Um, what are the impacts of autonomous vehicles there? You already kind of touched on that, but uh, does that just make it more dire that we need to really get a handle on this before it's even brought out to a, a kind of a public testing ground of, of public roads? Yeah, it, there needs to be a handle on it. Unfortunately, the federal government has been kind of hands off when it comes to this technology. Heck, the Senate won't even call them autonomous driving. They refer to quote, connected vehicles. Um, But because the federal government has been hands-off, it's been this weird network of state-by-state laws. Well, in Illinois, we don't have any law regulating autonomous uh, driving systems or automated vehicles. All we have is an old executive order that was signed by former Governor Rauner that allows for some testing on Illinois roadways with notification of IDOT. Um, We've reached out to Governor Pritzker's uh, administration several times about this issue. There was an autonomous vehicles uh, committee, but that committee basically ended up becoming all sorts of future transportation stuff. It wasn't just about autonomous vehicles. Um, So, you know, nothing really came of that in terms of regulatory action. But when you have the ability for it, you know, these vehicles are operating on the Illinois roadway right now. And it literally is just a software update that provides a new unlicensed driver, essentially, on Illinois roadways. And people are using them in manners that they're not designed to be used for. But Tesla refuses to put safeguards in that prevent the systems from being used in bad manners. Is it just Tesla or are uh, there other vehicle manufacturers that are uh, currently on the roads with uh, autonomous vehicles? There are other systems that are out there that are more of a level two style or a little bit less than what Tesla is doing. Um, you know, you've got General Motors has their super cruise that's out there. It uses an adaptive cruise control, uh, will control your acceleration, deceleration. There's some stuff you see with lane departure. Um, by far and foremost, though, Tesla's the biggest issue when it comes to autonomous vehicles because of the way they do it. Um, you know, just to remind people, it was uh, maybe about a year ago, Tesla unveiled Summon, where you push a button on your smartphone and your car comes out of the parking lot and comes up to you wherever you're at in the parking lot. Okay. Uh, the first day resulted in so many accidents in parking lots that they had to scale back the feature um, after that software update was done. You know, it's it's an issue. When these things happen, you know, Tesla's stock price goes down temporarily. You know, they lost, I think, like 5% yesterday. But if you watch, their stock price will be right back up at the end of the week. There's no penalty for them misbehaving. Right now, they think it's them, you know, being cutting edge and being out there on the forefront. And it's causing accidents and fatalities. Um, There's nearly 20 fatalities directly attributed to Tesla now because of this, these systems. And you guys are out there on the roads, uh, and you want to be uh, sure to be safe uh, all the time. So uh, keep in mind, people start seeing motorcycles, and sometimes those autonomous vehicles don't. Uh, so you need to, to take control of your uh, your vehicle. Josh Rutowski, uh, A-Bait of Illinois, greatly appreciate your time, as always, and your expertise in these fields. And we'll talk again soon, all right? All right. Thank you.